All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran Studios. The law offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN or go to lawfran.com. The law offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. Welcome back to the Garage Build Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hallman. Hey, this episode of the Garage Build Podcast is brought to you by SNS Cycles. Since 1958, SNS has led the V Twin aftermarket from innovative new ways to get air and fuel into your performance twin to big bore kits for all big twins, sportsters, and M8s to today's must have exhaust components. Choose SNS Cycles for your next performance upgrade. Visit sscycle.com and follow SNS Cycles on social media. We're also brought to you by Arlen Ness Motorcycles. Save 10% receive free shipping in the lower 48 when you use the sales code garageville10 on all orders at arlenness.com also brought to you by team dream rides in maryville tennessee only minutes from the tail of the dragon dream ride specializes in performance engine upgrades used bike sales service maintenance and repair visit teamdreamrides.com and follow dream rides tennessee on instagram to keep up on all the latest news Hey, the High Seas Rally is setting sail from Port Canaveral this October 29th through November 5th. We're hitting the high seas with the only motorcycle rally on a cruise ship. One week, 3,500 bikers in four Caribbean ports. Follow at High Seas Rally on Instagram and use the code SPEEDMETAL. When you book your cabin, you're going to save 100 bucks, and we're even going to throw in the drink card. Hey, electric lighting features top shelf LEDs backed by 30 years of cutting edge industry leading manufacturing and the best warranty in the market. Use the sales code SPEED2022 for free shipping in the US 48 on all orders over 50 bucks at namscustomcycleproducts.com. As always, I am laced up in the finest American-made workwear from 1620 Workwear, guaranteed for life. Visit 1620USA.com and use the discount code SPEED2022. You're gonna save 20% at checkout the biggest discount they offer also follow at 1620 usa on instagram hey this episode is with my old pal john o'brien he was with me with torque magazine you're going to talk a little bit about that you're going to hear kind of what happened with that deal i'm sure a lot of people are kind of still wondering where we ended up with that going to talk about his upcoming show at the buffalo chip for the sturgis rally and it's time to get this thing out on the tracks You're listening to the Garageville Podcast with your host, Jason Holman. Yo, what's going on? Nothing. How are you? Good. How's everything we get with the babies? Uh, good. Good. Everybody's still everybody's still getting used to everybody though. You know, you forget that they're brand new, they're brand new humans. <laughs> you know. I know. <clears throat> You know what I'm talking they about. Sleeping all right. Um, the uh, Carlin, I say the girl. I don't want to say it like that. Carlin, um, my granddaughter is, I would say, is um, acclimating to life a little bit quicker than her brother is. <laughs> you know, she's. <laughs> I would say that she she's a, a little little more hardy than what he is as far as like taking on weight and eating and being okay. less fussy. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that overall. Uh, they're both doing really well. I mean, he's putting on a decent amount of weight. He's just, he's 
they're both preemies, but he had to stay in the NICU a little bit. I think she kind of beat him up in the womb and, and stole all the food. So yeah, I think she happens. got a, she got a little more nourishment than what he did. So yeah, my my niece and nephew were like that. Is that was the girl the more one that was more hardy? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Dude, they're uh, they're seventeen and she still picks on them. <laughs> Probably will for the rest of her life, or for the rest of his uh-huh. anyway. So, but it has to. Yeah, it has, it to. has so, to. So, so today is. Uh, June the 9th. Have you counted how many days we have till Sturgis? Dude, not, not, not enough. I know. There's not enough days. There never is. It's like everything not is cool enough. in May. You're like, it's still three months away. And then it's not. Yeah. When you're in May, it's two months away. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. So we have, uh, let's see, 7, 14, 21. Um, let's see. What is the next? How do we do this here? Boom. Oh, it's not letting me do this. But, um, yeah, we're we're looking at, you know, I'm gone for two weeks, going to England, yeah. so whatever. Have you decided where you're staying and figured all that out? I haven't. <laughs> you still don't know where you're staying either? No. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to have your shit together. No, dude, dude, I, I normally do. I, I, dude, I might hit up the chip and just say, hey, I need a spot if you want me to put the show on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, that may be where I, what I'm still looking for. Uh, I got rid of my trailer that I was going to do an outfit in, and I've been looking at motor. I've been spending, dude, I've been spending all my spare time looking at motorhomes and, and, uh, and travel trailers with uh, that are toy haulers, yeah. you know? Did you did you find one yet? I found several. I found several really nice ones. Um, a few that are pretty nice. A couple that are not so nice. You know. Um, so yeah. I'm trying to. You know, and I'm actually finding them in decent budget too. To be honest with you. So wow. there's some out there. I'm I'm looking at class A's with toy haulers, and then I'm Got looking it. at uh, at pull behinds. There's some really nice class A's out there, dude, but I just don't know if I want a fucking payment, you know? I know. So, but it is what it is. The the Dodge 3500 that I have. Yeah. Just paid that off. Nice. Good for you, man. And see, you have something like that. That'll pull anything. It really will. Dude, dude, that, I had that 32 foot V-nose, right? Mm -hmm. And I put like eight in it. I don't even know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I underbought on truck. I should have bought, I should have bought a 2,500. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it probably would another 70 bucks a month or whatever. Uh, but I, uh, I didn't, I didn't do what I should have done. So, you know, but it is what it is, man. I'm so, but so we're off, we're off and running for summer. So, um, I guess I, the easiest way I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to start how much editing I want to do. <clears throat> if I want to just do all my, all my shit on the front or if we'll just go back, we'll just go back and do, I'll do that later. So, um, um, God, we have so many things to talk about. I think <laughs> so many things that we haven't talked about that we've only kind of scratched the surface on, on some of the conversations that we've had. Um, you know, you can say it shuttered. You can say it went dark. You can say it, stop publication you can say that there's not really a staff there but uh we haven't really talked um 
we haven't really talked publicly about torque. No, no, it, and it, it, it fading away. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is, but it's not, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It, it, there's some, there's some, there's some things going on. I think that, you know, I, th I think the community that, that we thought was going to be the one that supported torque, you know, through and through, I don't think that they felt like they got the kind of support that they wanted. I, I, you know, far be it from me to, to put words into anybody's mouth on that side of the fence. But I think that it was, um, I think maybe there was some, you know, we had those early clubhouse things. I think maybe, uh, there was a miscommunication on, on what the actual, what the actual goal or focus of that magazine was going to be. I, I kind of wanted it to be, um, I, I definitely wanted it to, to, you know, accentuate what's going on with hardcore cycles and what's going on with, you know, the fast life garage podcast and the fast life campouts and all these people that put in all this time and all this effort into having events, you know, you put on two huge events every year, um, that, I, that I just go to and support, you know, and I'll continue to do that. Um, but there's other people that have other things going on. And I, I think that there was some, I really feel like there's some miscommunication on, on that. I think they, you know, they being the people that, you know, kind of feel a little, that felt a little dejected uh, about the whole thing, thought that it should be only late model performance road glides and dinas and stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what everybody's, you know, thoughts are on that. And I, I said this and it's not real popular. Like my idea on performance is making anything faster. Right. Better braking and better handling. Yeah. So like with me, when I do, when I go to do something as far as performance, like paint, like normally isn't part of my budget. No. So if, if, if I do, you know, either build for myself, build for the shop or build, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, for Nero or wh whoever, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it's normally the same color it was. <laughs> when when he's yeah. You're just really careful taking it apart and put it back together. Right. <laughs> you have a special exactly. shelf that you put it on. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got more of those uh, Mexican blankets than you can imagine. Yeah. Well, so uh, that's a good jump off point. Let's talk about like, you know, performance, the definition of performance I thought uh, was pretty much, you know, anything that, you know, when someone builds a chopper, a chopper is not necessarily a performance bike, but when you put a bunch of performance parts on it and it kind of has a weird, not weird, but, uh, an interesting look to it, I kind of felt like, you know, somebody put some effort into it. So a uh, being performance, better performing, like, so you can't ask a fish to climb a tree, right? And so if you have two choppers next to each other, right. And one of them, they both have the same size, big motor. And one of them's got an inverted front end and dual front binders and big brakes and low handlebars and low seat height. And the other one's just stretched out like a big dog. Well, of those two, wouldn't the one that has the inverted front end be the performance one? Like if a chopper's truly chopped, like right. if it's D-rake, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, it, if it's D-rake a couple degrees rather than increased, mm -hmm. I would consider that to be performance. You know what I mean? But a chopper is a chopper. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, well, let me rephrase that. Dude, I can't think of the name of the company, but there's a company in the Midwest that made an M8 chopper. 
right. performance driven uh, that showed up at Willie's. And dude, that that totally that that thing totally floored me. Yeah, I mean, um, isn't it true that you you know whether it be music, movies, you know, everyone can say, "Oh, Tom Cruise is a crazy person," but then you go watch the new Top Gun, and you're like, "That's a good fucking movie." You know what I mean? Like, did it, you see it yet? No, but I, everybody that I know that has seen it has had nothing but amazing things to say about it. Uh, so dude, that's where I was going with that conversation. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, I think I, we can I all for good things. We can agree that Tom Cruise is a crazy person, right? Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. For all intents and purposes, I mean, he's a Scientologist, whatever. I'm not trying to get like weird, weird, but he's he's a cra- he's eccentric. He's kind of crazy. He's out there, right? But for everybody to say Remember that that's him the- hopping on the couch, yeah, yeah on Oprah, <laughs> yeah. on Oprah, <laughs> I do. Like, so you know, but but he can surprise you, right? So every once in a while, it, you're going to get surprised by music. You're going to get surprised by a motorcycle builder and God, that's, I mean, I don't want to discourage somebody from that. And and I'll draw a parallel for you. I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast and it had Steven Tyler on it and he's, he's a crazy person too. And he was talking about being a judge on American Idol and how they wanted him to be uh, a little bit mean. Right. And he's like, I can't be mean. I, I can't be, I can't be mean to a woman you know, if a girl that's 21 years old comes up and sings to me and she can't sing, he goes, I don't want to tell her that she can't sing so that when she, four years later, when she has a child, she's afraid to sing to her baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want to tell somebody that, hey, man, I don't want to discourage them to go, hey, man, that's not a performance bike. Go fuck yourself. Uh, you know, I had plenty of people, and I'm sure you did too, when, when the magazine was going strong for that short period of time that came up to you and said, hey, will you look at my bike? I'd really like to have this bike in the magazine. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, you know, well, we're kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe in cycle source or, you know, we'll, we're not really looking for anything right now. Or, I mean, you come up with something nice and a pleasantry to say, like, you know, you don't want to tell somebody they got an ugly fucking bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got to be honest, like some of the bikes that were in the magazine, I wouldn't consider performance. But well, we had you, you know and I, mean? you and I behind closed doors had that conversation. That's a real well, conversation that we had. Like, I, I, I think, you know what I mean, uh, handling, you know, like I said, better handling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the geometry that Harley came up with, it makes it a, a pretty good handling motorcycle. It does. You know what I mean? So if you change that or put a ridiculous wheel on it, I think, you know what I mean, it could be a cool bike. It could be, you know what I mean? I'll look at it and say, yeah, that's not my thing, but it's cool. Right. But that's you know that to me that's not performance. You know what I mean? Okay, but was it was it a bad thing that we tried new stuff and it didn't work? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that I was kind of getting. I wouldn't say it was a bad thing. I would never. No, I don't think anything. I don't think anything we did could be construed as negative. Honestly, you know what I mean? I mean, we never set out to. The one thing I will say about what we did at Torque was that you and I specifically since you two you and I were the two that were that were really the consistent driving force having the weekly meetings doing the weekly live stream we never set out to disclude anybody on purpose we tried to find a way to include as many different types of people as many different types of bikes to try to find out who was going to be our audience it was so new right I mean, that whole thing where we said, okay, we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to create a box and this bike's going to fit in the box and this bike's not. And there was conversation between you and I 
and you and I and Callan about what we were going to do, right? I mean, you know, that's the one thing I think people don't give credit to what we were trying to do is that we had real conversations about about this. We we didn't always agree. No. No, and dude, I, I wasn't like, dude, I, the whole reason I'm here, the whole reason I'm at Hardcore Cycles, the whole reason, you know what I mean, me and you are conversing right now is I fucking love motorcycles. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to like, like, I'm not, a, I want to say Steven Tyler's soft for looking at it that way, but uh, maybe I'm calloused. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I don't like a bike, I'm not going to say you know, your bike sucks. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to say I like your bike. No, yeah, and that's what he was not, saying. So, th- so there has to be a, there has to be two ways to it, right? You you see what I'm saying? Like you're right. I, I agree with what you're saying. So, uh, Stephen Tyler didn't tell the girl she could sing, but he yeah. probably did tell her. You know what, sweetheart? Like this isn't your career. Yeah, but you know, I want to make sure you know that you know you you can sing. It's okay to sing to your baby. It's probably not okay to try to sing professionally yeah, I, professional. I, uh, yeah. that's that's all i meant by that that's that's really all i meant yeah. by that is that you know there's a way to to do it right and i think dude i've i'm telling you i, I mean i'm actually very very hesitant to even tell you that some of the things that have happened to me in the 90 or 60 i don't know how long has it been it's all of march all of april all so about 90 days that we've that we've not been you know actively working on torque that Dude, some of the stuff that people have said to me and about me and behind my back and put online and stuff are probably not things that a nice person would say to somebody to their face. You know what I mean? I think they've said it because I'm not saying in front of them and or they think that I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to say something, say something back or it's not going to get to me. You know what I'm saying? Don't make any sense. I'm just blabbering. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> I get that. And dude, that's the thing with the internet. Like when you're sitting in front of your keyboard, whoever you're talking about, not gonna pu- is not gonna punch you right then and there. Right. That's the problem with the internet. And I'm it, not saying you're gonna go out and punch these people by any stretch of the imagination. No, but my what my I'm thing is is that if we were having, if somebody felt that that much of a need to say some of the shit that people have said about me, even as early as, as recent as today on the internet, this one particular individual, it's like, if we were sitting in front of each other, it wouldn't go there. Like we would have a conversation. I mean, somebody can ask me why something happened. There were people who called me up that I didn't know that want to know, well, why are you doing this? Well, this is why we're doing it. We're doing it because of this. Well, that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. So let me explain it to you. Right. And then it, it it ends up in a conversation, not an argument, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I dude, I barely heard any feedback. You know what I mean? Let me be honest. Uh, right. Once, once twerk went away, uh, I didn't hear much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as positive, negative, <clears throat> I, you know what I mean? Uh, what I did hear... Uh, was, you know, I mean, are you guys going to be back on? Is it on pause? You know what I mean? So right. that was not the gist of it, but that's mostly what I heard. Yeah. And I think that, um, 
I think that there's still potential for, for something to happen down the road. I'm le- certainly leaving uh, the potential open for that. Um, I liked working with, with you. I liked working with Chris. I like, I, I, you know, we were trying to figure something out and, and to that, to the point you just made, I think it's, I think I'm an easier target than you are. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're very well ingrained in the performance scene much more than I am. I mean, dude, I've always had performance Harleys. You and I both know that we've had these conversations. I just didn't, you know, I'm a chopper kid at heart and I love choppers and, and I love other stuff too. Uh, so when people don't understand why I'm doing something, uh, I think they try to create their own narrative and, and I think that that, that happened a lot. And so I've had to look the other way on a lot of things, you know, just going, okay, well, this person obviously doesn't understand what I'm trying to do. They obviously don't understand that, you know, I was waiting for anybody, somebody, anybody. And I know you were too, to step up and create stuff with us, you know, Jeff, Jeff G. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, dude, like, my, the hardcore cycle show. Like, I didn't want to do that when I first started it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, but the there was zero performance based shows in Daytona. Mm-hmm. There was none. You know what I mean? So, like, all the cool stuff that I used to enjoy going to in Daytona, whether it was a one day event, a two day event, whatever it was, what. I used to like going to was just gone. Right. So I was just trying to fill a void of what I would want to see. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? That's literally the whole reason, you know, I started a show and I had, I had no idea how much fucking work went into it. To be honest. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, it's easy to look over the fence and see a fucking finely manicured lawn but it's not easy to have a finely manicured lawn and keep it that way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And so I think that that's the one thing that I would, that, that was a big takeaway for me was that I told Cal and I said, there isn't a superlative to describe how much work doing what we try to do. And and to be what? fair, we did it. I mean, you know, we, we put out a magazine that went from concept to creation to the national newsstand with heavy distribution. You know, I just got a text from a customer in Illinois uh, five days ago that he just found and purchased the first issue at a, at a, at a fucking, at a, at a bookstore in Illinois, you know? Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still out there in circulation and, and, you know, and it's still, it's still doing some stuff. So it's just, you know, I, I just, I wanted to, it's not the only thing that you and I have in common. It's not the, it's not the thing. It's not the only thing that our friendship is based off of, but it certainly was a big part of our friendship and, and it continues to be. And, and I felt like, uh, I felt like it's okay to talk about it. And I felt like it's important to talk about it. And I felt like we should address it. You know, we haven't addressed it. We've kept things kind of, we've let things kind of lie. We've let people kind of create their own, their own ideal, their own ideal of what happened. And there's certainly been a number of people that have created their own narrative of what they think happened, even though a lot of it's not true, but it, at the, at the end of the day, you and I know how much work you and I put into situation and, you know, we both know what we took away from it too. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm glad we did it. 
I am too. Very glad that we did you know? it. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely something that you know we can both we can both be be proud of that we did, and who knows what it's going to lead to? Who knows where it's going to where it's going to going to end up? It's just something that yeah. needed. It was you know this conversation is is one of those conversations where it's like, look, we finally haven't we we're finally there's enough distance between us and uh, and what and the work that we did that we've been able to sit back in the cut and kind of think about it, right? And go from there and say, okay, this is, this is a good thing. This is not a good thing. You know, this work, this is what worked. And, you know, I'm hoping that we get another opportunity to do something together on, on God knows what, I don't even, I don't, I don't even have an answer for, for what the next thing that we could do together would be. But I think that there's plenty of opportunity for, for us to do something. I just don't know what it is today, but I'm okay with that too. You know? Um, so as a, as a whole, the, the, industry that we're in has had a very interesting last 12 months. Uh, if you remember correctly, back in December, uh, there was a, a security breach at, at one of the large, um, one of the large suppliers, which really set shops like yours that have such a huge footprint digitally, your customers, a lot of your clientele is not in the 215 area code. And, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, well, are you, are, so are we, are we at the other side of, and then, and then, you know, add to that the stress of trying to, um, acquire things that aren't necessarily made here. What, what's your take on, on that whole situation starting with say, no, go back to December 1st and tell me about what happened with hardcore and, and kind of get us to today. And I know that's six months, eight months, but I, it's important. Yeah. So I'd say 60% of the products I sell go through one vendor. Okay. That vendor was shut down from, I want to say like December 4th or 5th. To the 21st or 2nd, wasn't it? It was, no, I mean, they, they came back on, but nothing was right. You know what I mean? Like, so you could order uh, starting like the week of Christmas. You know what I mean? Right. But as far as like flow, it took to probably mid January till flow was normal and a normal volume for, for what I do. So it was, uh, I want to say crippling, but it was, it was a major blow. Um, to how I do business. My cash flow. Well, yeah. Um, And then, and then immediately it's not like the floodgates, it's not like the floodgates opened up. You know, here's my take on it. I think that the fact that that happened at the same time that we're having the issue with sourcing things from all over the world, that those two things coupled together created a situation that made it almost impossible for us to look at our year-to-date numbers and be where we were before. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like COVID, we did really well, right? I we did well here at Cycle Stop. Yeah. I, I think Hardcore did well also. Did you not? Uh, d- during yes, during COVID, yes. yeah, right. So yeah. W- when you go back, people, this is going to imp- go ahead. Sorry, a lot, a lot of people. You know what I mean? Uh, that were out of work or bored or you know what I mean? They couldn't go other places. We're just spending time on the motorcycle, <laughs> right? As they should. I mean, that's what it's there for. Uh, well, um, yeah. So there was, you know, I mean, more 
more maintenance items, more tires, more, you know what I mean? So yeah, during, 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 I was not affected during COVID uh, much at all. Right. But I think our year to date numbers for 2022 are impacted incredibly by what happened with the distributor. Cause it's our largest distributor too. Uh, for, yeah. I think our 2022 numbers are not going to be where we want them to be. And certainly we can't look at fourth quarter of 2021 and compare it to fourth quarter 2020, right? Because 2020 was like, we were, we were settled into the, the pandemic yeah. and we were, and we were creating, I mean, cause your company really, you, you invested, you doubled down and tripled down in some cases, uh, in technology. Did you not? I had to. Yeah, I mean, Facebook, it was, you know, I mean, Amazon pretty much has the fulfillment, you know what I mean, as far as online orders sure. nailed down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, if if you're talking performance, you know what I mean, their, their performance as far as getting products out fast is, is pretty much unapproachable. Um, so we'd be fools not to mimic that. Uh, I would agree but with that. To mimic that as a small family business to mimic that it cost a fucking ton of money. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's a big roll of the yeah. dice too, because it doesn't have it, what it doesn't have to work. Cause there's three things you have to have. You have to have capital to make the investment. You have to know yep. what kind of investment to make. And then after you make those two first, and you know, once you have those two first pieces, you have to put your balls on the chopping block and spend the money. And it, there isn't, a guarantee of return. I mean, thank God you were selling something that people really wanted instead of something that people yeah. didn't. Right. Correct. And then we get to this year where the supply chain is still not where we need it to be. How do we fix it? If you're, if you're sitting, well, I, I, if you're sitting in the white house, how do you, do you, do you think this can be, look, let me, let me back up. Can this be fixed politically? I think a lot of it's political. Okay, so like, how do we fix it? Like, for instance, a lot of the stuff that you know, we're waiting on is either off port or on port in California. Well, how come that conversation isn't happening anymore? Well, I don't understand. Is like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I understand uh, California is extremely, extremely liberal. Emissions in, yes. So, what I don't understand is why the national economy doesn't take precedence over whatever emissions laws they have you know, to restrict these trucks going into California to pull this product out of the dock. Well, what about fuel prices? I mean, fuel prices are, are higher than you and I have ever seen in our entire lives, John. We're close enough in age where we can say that. Yes, yes. So uh, we have no, we, I mean, we have no, and I don't know, you have a few, you, you've got it. We were just talking, you've got a, a newer Dodge 3500. You've got to put DEF, that, that DEF in there, right? I do. So the urea, urea or whatever they call it, urea, I think it is, the, that, that, that that's made out of, the import of that is being restricted now for some reason. Yeah. Whether it be production, not being, but it's not produced here very, very much, if at all. Yeah. So it's like everything is just kind of this weird trickle effect that's screwing you and screwing me. And, uh, you know, I don't know. 
I don't want to be a bummer, but I, I, I want to, I, I really, you know, what's, what's the fix for this? How do we fix this? Is it as simple as like Paul, Paul at bare knuckle would just say, well, this is what you get for making shit overseas. Yes and no. I mean, dude, in a, in a global economy, Right, and that's where we are. You no, we I mean? are. It's almost impossible. It's it's almost impossible to say that. You know what I mean? As, as, as much as me and you love Harley's and whatnot, I mean, maybe eighty percent of those parts. No, I mean, maybe twenty percent of those parts are made in the U.S. now. Right. It's you tough, I mean? right? It's, it's there's like not really any. Oh, yeah. the, 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 I, I don't think you can put that smoke back in the bottle. Is what I'm trying to say. So it's okay to be pro-American. It's okay. It's great, to, and, and we should be, and we should be looking for new opportunities. But I think that oh, sitting sitting back in the cut and saying, "Well, I, I warned everybody about this. I told you this was going to happen." Um, okay, but how do we fix it? Well, I don't really have, and I don't really, yeah. I don't really know how to fix it because the smoke's out of the bottle. So yeah. I think, you know, I think we do need to produce a few more things here. But let's look at some of the biggest suppliers that you deal with. I know you are huge with Saddleman. That's all made here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a big, I mean, in our industry, that's a pretty big American company in our industry. Oh, 100%. There's, and, a lot, you know, and, RC and, components. And, they make their wheels here. PM makes their wheels here, yeah. you know. Yeah, Lindau. I mean, you could go on and on about it. There's still, you know, Alley Arts. Yeah, Robbie's a good dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, you we could go on a list. You know, what I mean, I, I, I mean, we're we're about to start making parts. It's the machine's coming uh, two weeks or three weeks. Nice. I'm excited. So, I didn't want to tell yeah, anybody I, about that. I I've kept that under my I've kept that under my hat. You want to tell us what yeah. we're talking about? Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's let's talk about something positive, John. Jeez. So. With with everything going on and, I mean, the lack of uh, parts flow, you know what I mean? I can't can't pin parts I don't have. Right. So it's difficult at times. Um, so I got a, a four-axis uh, Haas machine that is coming in either end of June, beginning of July. So it's going to be making some a couple hard parts, maybe some, like, one-off wheels. Um but a lot of that, like a lot of that raw material comes from overseas. Right. Well, I mean, they've bought up the, they have bought up our basically for lack of a better term, our trash for, for the better part of two decades, you know, where that yeah. they've been, they've been just, okay, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. And they pay a lot for it. You know, that's the funny part is they paid a lot for it too. They didn't, they didn't get it for free. Yeah. They paid for it. Well, no, well, yeah, yes and no. Uh, you know, I was, I was a union steam fitter mm -hmm. for, fucking ever you know what i mean from 18 till now i'm still i'm still in the union you know what i mean right uh if like i can't remember where i was i was working down in camden maybe okay so working on, on the waterfront there and i was working in a uh like an aluminum recycling place and the place is fucking huge so you drive into it you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're in your truck you drive into it you're driving and driving and driving. You know what I mean? That's how big the building is. Right. Uh, it's huge. And probably two-thirds of it is full of aluminum pallets. 
Just nothing but aluminum on it? No. The pallets themselves are aluminum? Picture. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. So I never did either. So I'm looking and they're stacked, you know, 50 high, 100 high, right? Mm -hmm. And it's fucking forever. You know, there's probably a million of them in this place. Right. I'm like, there for a couple of weeks and then I'm talking to the one dude talking to the one dude I finally like dude I give up what the what material requires a pallet to be aluminum is it um did he say aluminum that I know of yeah <laughs> and he's no he said he said oh, no nothing that I'm aware of I'm like why the fuck are there a million of them here he said oh you don't pay tax on the pallet the weight of the pallet gets reduced from the weight of the product. Oh, fuck. So they're making pallets out of aluminum so they don't have to pay the tax to move them? Yes. See. 100%. Jesus. Dude. So when they're shipping whatever, you know what I mean, to wherever, that pallet gets in there tax-free. That's fucking ridiculous. It's brilliant, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking genius. Whoever thought of that should be... A trillionaire on an island. They you probably I mean? are. It's probably some fucking, it's probably that rich Chinese dude that owns Alibaba. You know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but like shit like that, you know, there's so many fucking loopholes. Jeez, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah. And it works. Well, you know, I mean, if there's a if there's a rule, they're gonna someone's gonna find a way to bend it and move it around, around it. right? You know. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's talk about a couple other little things. So um, the Indian Challenger you had last year at uh, at Sturgis, you guys put a Sawiki pipe on there. Are you yep. uh, are you still have that bike in your possession? Oh yeah, yeah. So we did uh, the Barnstorm gauge relocation. Okay. We did uh, PSR levers. Okay. We did Krauss risers. Nice. Uh, fuck, I can't think of what barge we used. Hartlock grips, saddleman seat. Um, speaking of back orders and not being able to get stuff, I ordered BST wheels for it. Right. In October or November, I've gotten the rear wheel. I have yet to get the front wheel. Well, so that so, must be that bike. So you answered one question that I was going to have. Are you, you're still a fan of that bike. Um, I am. You're still a fan of that I bike, and, and you're in you're in Philly, PA. So on the other side of PA is York, PA, and there's a there's I don't know if you're if you know this or not. There's a company. There's a little company called Harley Davidson that has a plant in York, and that's currently not producing motorcycles. How do you feel about that? They're closed. Yeah, they're closed. What are your feelings on that? For two weeks, but I think it's going to be longer. Well, I mean, is it is it log isn't it logical to think that the same problems that are plaguing Ford Motor Company, GM, Chrysler, and insert any name, any number of uh, you know anybody that's been by a car dealership in the last sixty to ninety days sees it. The, the new car inventory is uh, non-existent, and anybody that's bought one of those cars uh, has known that the, they're. They're not really giving any any uh, any deals on cars either. 
No. So what's this going to do? So here's, here's the rumor mill. I don't know if you heard, I had Dave Perowitz on the podcast on the last episode. <laughs> and I did. I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I heard he was on. He was on and he was talking quite a bit about Harley Davidson and he's not a fan of the new CEO and he had some pretty interesting things to say. And, you know, Dave, God love him. He's 71 years old. He can say whatever the fuck he wants and, and with complete impunity. And, uh, he was, he was, I think he was really honest about gave an honest appraisal of, of the new CEO and some of the choices he's making. So my question is, are they, are they reducing the number of vehicles? Cause we talked last year, you and I quite a bit, even on torque on the live stream about reducing the total number of different types of bikes, right? Like, uh, what do yep. they call the that? Like the, they closed, go ahead. They closed a hundred dealerships. They closed a hundred already. Uh, yeah, last year. So the rumor is that, that there's at least that many more getting closed again. Correct. So, Correct. so is it going to be like the nineties all over again, where you had to get a lottery to get a Harley? Do you think that the shareholders are going to allow that? Or do you think that's the plan? Or do you think they're out of parts? Or do you think they're out of money? Because if you watch like the business thing, uh, Perowitz was saying this too, like, you know, they're reporting on the news that Harley's selling every motorcycle that they build. So it sounds good for shareholders. But when you, yeah. when you own, when you own the news in the newspapers and the, the television and the information, you can bend it all you want, right? Absolutely. So are, it, it, Harley as a company is going to produce less motorcycles. To, how is that going to work with their shareholders? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to get to where it was in the nineties. I mean, it's, I don't think the market's there. Really? You know what I mean? So wait a minute. So, and I just want to make sure that I'm clarifying when you say the market's not there, do you mean that you don't feel that there's that many people wanting to buy Harleys anymore? Or is it because the, is that, I think that's what you're saying, right? Is it because the baby boomers are, are cycling into freewheelers and triglides? Yes. 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 So the, 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 the younger market mm -hmm. right now doesn't have the cash flow or the loyalty that the baby boomers did in 1991 or whatever year so, Terminator 2 came so out. So your dad, yeah, your dad and my dad were willing to, in 1990, when the Grey Ghost, the Terminator bike you're talking about, your dad and my dad would have been willing to go pay $500 at the and chance win. in winning yep. the lottery to order a new bike. Yes. And yep. you and I didn't have to really experience that because we either we were fucking broke and we either bought used bikes or bought one that was in stock, whatever it was. Right. Yes. And so we've never been challenged with that. And so you and I, as a, as you know, doing the, the business that we do and being around the people that were around, if you tell everybody that you're looking for a red 91 FXR lowrider there's probably a good chance that three or four of them are going to get texted over to you that are available. Right. You and I, what I'm getting at is that you and I have never really had to, I mean, we, we had the ability to search for the perfect bike where I think our dads and our dad's generation, they had to build the perfect bike. They just got a bike 
and made it into the bike that they wanted, right? Which created the aftermarket, yeah. which is kind of what I was talking about with Dave is that the drag catalog, if you look at the difference between 1985 to 1999, I think was the biggest, one of the biggest growth periods of our industry. Would you agree? Uh, I mean, that predates yeah. you and I in this industry. I'm thinking that's a, yeah. okay, now follow my narrative here. We're, we're 15 years, right? 85 to 99. Well, yep. from 2000 to 2008, I think our industry grew just as fast as that in a shorter period of time. If that makes any sense to you. I could see that. So I just think that I, I, I just think that, you know, there's a certain point where uh, where we're growing too fast and it's not the ability to keep up isn't there. Is kind of what I'm is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's that's kind of how I feel yeah. about it. Uh I mean and a, a lot of the new buyers mm -hmm. want a specific motorcycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whether it's the, the ST, which people are like, oh, they're impossible to get, but everybody I know that bought one walked in and bought one. Yep, and I know two dudes that ordered them, but they both had kind of they both had a little bit of an in, and I haven't heard anything negative about that bike at all from anyone, including no, press no, people that ride them, everything. Did you get one? I didn't. I did it. I and <clears throat> I, I honestly like, dude. I I like to I like the soft tails. Right. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna snag one. Uh, although, you know what I mean? Like, you got to realize I grew up getting told, you know I mean, for shocks to work, you have to see them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the well, monoshock thing is like a dirt bike. You know what I mean? That's really it, kind it of high is. level. It is. Yeah. So and the technology is there to support it. I've ridden them. You know what I mean? I liked them. So I'm, I'm probably going to grab, <clears throat> probably going to grab one. Right. Uh, I got, I got some inside scoop that there's an st fairing that's going to be molded for carbon really but yeah so well, I'm, i think i'm just going to snag a regular one and then put build your own uh, yeah yeah not a bad exactly. idea i mean that kind of goes back to what i was saying where you buy a bike and make it into the bike right own, yeah yeah i mean yeah. that's what this is all about right um are you still a fan of the dyna i know you have one Huge, huge, huge. That's kind of a, that's kind of a, uh, I think I, I, there's a lot of people that I don't look, say they're huge fans of the Dyna, but I, I have one. I, I've had several. I, I really like them a lot. Did you, did, I, I saw yours was up for sale. Did it is. Yeah. What you, uh, I didn't sell it yet. It's still up. It's still up. Okay. And I, and I don't think I'm asking, I think I'm asking a, a pretty legitimate price for it, to be honest with you, but. I don't have to sell it. You know what I mean? So I, I get your point. Uh, dude, I don't think, I don't think your, uh, your price is out of line at all for, for everything that's done to it. No. And it's, it's a nice bike. It's, it's been well cared for. You know, everybody gives me shit about not riding my bikes enough. Well, you know, the bike's not been ridden a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, it's a 2016. Yeah. It's got 11,000 miles on it. Not, it's not hateful, yeah. you know, it's, it's well cared for, but you know, I mean, there's so many bikes out there. There's that, that, 
uh, different types of bikes. And so, you know, it's, it's good that you don't get, you don't get caught up on, on any one. Do you have a favorite of, of your, of, of the bikes that you own? Is there one that you're like, yeah, you know what? I find myself, if you're going out in the garage and, and all of them are ready and gassed up, which one are you hopping on, hopping on the most? It really depends. Dude, the, fu- the funnest bike mm-hmm. is that Indian FTR. I wondered about that. I, I You know, I haven't ridden yeah, one of those yet, yeah, but I yeah, think they're rad looking. So I, I just, that's, the, that's the funnest bike. Okay. Um, I don't know. Dude, that Road King I had, I love too. Yeah. Dude, a Harley dealership bought that. Right. And uh, they're using it like in their advertisements. <laughs> That's great. He's like, "Hey, can I get a hashtag? Can I get? Can I put some? Yeah, can like I put my logo down in the low in, in the lower corner, please? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. My my, my logo's still on the seat." You know what I mean? That's that's kind of cool. I mean, you had but you had yeah. those you had those seats made by Saddleman, right? You have a really good relationship with them, and uh, I do. And dude, that's good. A good company to work. With. Uh, dude, like, with I do volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I do a high volume. You know what I mean of parts. So, I mean, plus they're made in the U.S. Right. They, they got. They got decent people over there to deal with. Yeah, Dylan's a great dude. With help. Buster's a great dude. Yeah. Even the Dylan owner Buster. is a super nice guy, dude. dude the owner is a yeah, super dude, nice dude. Guy. Dude, Dave is a great guy. Yeah, he really um, is. After, after the, the, no, it was before the races. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up grabbing dinner with them, uh, over in uh, Sonoma. Right. For the Baton Racing League, I had a blast. Yeah, he's a great dude. Really nice, yes, yes. soft-spoken, um, you know, and uh, he, he takes good care of his people. You can tell when you're there that his employees feel, yeah. feel well cared for, and uh, yeah. that's an important thing, you know, when you're looking at it. If, if you have a warranty issue or a fuck-up, you know what I mean, uh, they fix it. So right. that makes it a thousand times easier. Yeah. You know, like when you call these companies and they're, you know what I mean, oh, you know, no, we can't cover that. You know what I mean? It, or, it makes it difficult. I you know find I mean? that if someone you're doing a warranty and someone tells you to call back, I don't like that. I feel like yeah. if some if you call with a warranty, I think they should take your name, your number, verify your email, get a little bit yeah. of an idea of what's going on, and then tell you, hey, I can't help you with this, but I will have so-and-so call. You, you know what I mean? And that's important to me. I feel like that's super important to me. And I yeah. think how the way you handle that kind of stuff is is how oh, I'm going to judge based on based my entire purchase decision going forward on that, you know, yeah. and that's just, that's kind of how I feel about that. Sawicki's uh, new management, you yeah. know what I mean? Super easy to deal with. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. But Sonny's pretty good. You know, the only thing they get weird with is their coatings, <clears throat> which I guess at this point, you know what I mean? Because a lot of that depends on maintenance, washing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't keep a ceramic, so, a black ceramic exhaust system does not live in Florida. It just doesn't survive, yeah. dude. I don't know if it's the the rain, the salt, the the heat, yeah. the what, but it does not. It doesn't stay. Not like you want it to. Are, speaking of coatings and shit. Yeah. What's your opinion? Uh, what's your opinion on Thunderheader? On their coatings or on Thunderheader? Thunderheader. 
if I'm being honest with you, dude, I don't think anything sounds quite like them. And I love the sound of a Thunderheader. I don't think anything looks quite like them. And I, and I kind of, I like the design of their muffler. Other than that, I think they're absolutely antiquated. I think that they are, uh, in, I think the Tamara that runs the company, um, is a bit incorrigible when it comes to customer service. I feel like they've, uh, to be honest with you, I feel like there's a couple companies out there that have ran their race already. And if they're not going to sell to somebody who understands customer service in 2022, that they should probably, that they should probably bow out. I would put them in that category, put RB racing in that category. I would put uh, custom cycle engineering in that category. And I'm not trying to like dox people. I'm just saying like, it's time to, you know, uh, man, have you done even like I've dealt with two brothers racing real friendly people willing to listen to what you have to say, willing to help you, willing to go out of your way. Cobra, great people. You know, I think Cobra could probably use, they have some really neat looking pipes. They have some really great sounding pipes. I have one on my, uh, on my XL 1200 S. But, and I don't want to, I wasn't trying to, to hijack your conversation, but my, my thing with Thunderheader is, is I think on the, on the, on an older bike, they, it, it, it looks good, but I can tell you from personal experience, I had a customer who, uh, uh, it's a friend of mine, actually, he passed away a couple months ago, one of Cam's boys, um, bought a Thunderheader, didn't buy it from me, bought it directly from um, offline from a, a, a third party company, kind of like Hardcore Cycle. Um, that there, it wasn't. We don't, we don't. Dude, I, I purposely don't sell Thunderhead. No, I know. It wasn't you, I'm saying, but it was a company that does you know, know that, 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 that does what you do. They, so he called that company. That company couldn't help them. They referred him directly to uh, Thunderheader. Tamara told him, well, that's just the way that the, 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 the heat shields fit. It was the wrong heat shield completely. I saw it. It was, a wrong, it was like the wrong way I got put in the box. She said, that's just the way they fit. You're just going to have to deal with it. And he's like, this, this is the wrong one. It doesn't fit. And she's told him, well, our dyes are old and wore out. And that's the way that, that, you know, you're just going to have to tweak it. And he was a younger dude. He's not willing to do that. He's like, no, if I buy something for you, it should fit. And I bought a heat shield and I want the heat shield to fit. And I agree with him. (laughs) So that's my answer. Why you, you, did you bring that up to to tell me that or I, I, I get called for him all the time. And when I first opened, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know why? Because they're so hard to deal with. Yeah, so I I started to sell them, and it was just a nightmare. Nobody was happy with them. No. You know what I mean? They were happy They were happy with them the first uh, month, two months, three months. You know what I mean? Up here we have riding seasons. I know you don't yeah, deal yeah. with that in Florida, but <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the coatings would last a season. You know what I mean? Yep. The bracket would last bracket a would season. Break. Yep. Yeah, after that, you know what I mean? It was done. So, I mean, they're, they're like you said, great sounding, great performance, but their quality control, their customer service is just shit. Yeah, it's so a, it's, it's, not even it's yeah, it's an antiquated it's an antiquated way of doing business, um, and I it just really don't is. think there's room for that. You know, that's the thing I like about like SNS and uh, electric lighting. You know, NAMS that. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like they purposely go out of their way to understand technology that doesn't have anything to do with what they, they produce, but how people find them. Like, have you ever sent, uh, have you ever sent a message to electric lighting? 
Yeah. Instantly, you get an instant, and I don't even know how to do this. You get an instant response from them. Hey, somebody will get back with you immediately. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Electric does that. Hoffman does that. Trask does that. Um, all all progressive companies, all progressive companies that are on the forefront of the product that they produce. Electric is producing. At, at, a, at a faster rate than anybody else quality. Um, and I'm not just saying this because they're a, a, a sponsor of the podcast. Go look at across the board at who's producing LEDs and who's producing new, new product. Look how many new SKUs Electric had last year, right? Look how many, yeah. look how many new products Trask has developed in the last three years. Look how many new products Hoffman has developed in the last three years. Look how many, you know what I mean? Yeah. These are all companies no, that uh, have invested in technology too. Lecture, Lecture came by our bike night last week. That's awesome. That's always cool. Yeah, I saw. I saw the road glide. He had the road glide, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I can't believe he still has that bike. I mean, dude, listen. If I'm not surprised that I still have my Dyna, to be honest with you. Usually, when I buy something, it instantly becomes uncool, and, and nobody wants it. Everybody torments me about it, and, and I don't find with that. I'm <laughs> used to that shit, but. But Jeff, when Jeff builds a bike, I mean, they're normally sold the first event he goes to. He rarely comes home from the event with the with the the new oh, bike I he know. just built. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Dude, I, he, uh, not this past, yeah, not three months ago, but the year prior at Bike Week, he had that red, the red one. Glide. Yeah, that had the yeah. it had the he, cylinders on it and stuff, leading it edge. Had everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, it had everything on it. You know what I mean? Right. And. Uh, I thought he was going to win. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to get out of here. I'm like, uh, like I, I I'd probably hang it. Cause I, I don't judge my own shows. Right. Like I'll, I'll, I'll help with tiebreakers. You know what I mean? But the dude, the dudes that were judging the bad, the bagger category kept going back to that bike. Right. So I think, I think he, I think he was in the running and I'm like, yo man, I don't know. If, I don't know if you care about winning or not, but I'm like, he's like, Oh, dude, it's just sold. I really don't care. I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So we have a hardcore show coming up. Uh, this is going to be the first Monday at August 8th, August yep. 8th uh, at, at the Buffalo chip. Uh, let's, yep. what, is there anything, anything new that we can, that we can look forward to? Uh, we're going to do the skinny tire bagger build off again. Okay. Uh, which is cool. Yep. Um, dude, the last one was, uh, the one at Daytona was close. There was so there was so many bikes out. Yeah, I was giving John Lefevre shit for winning your show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did win. <laughs> He's my boy, and uh, I just saw him last weekend yeah. at at, uh, at John's. He's such a good painter. I was like, it's kind of unfair, dude. Like legit. Like it's kind of unfair. He's like, well, th- you know what? He's like, I stuck to the budget. It's fifteen grand. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah you know when you're a painter i mean that's that's the skill you got and it just listen it's a fun competition and it's an important competition and i like it because it's not i like the limit on it right because if you spend 20 you spend 20 it's obvious to spend 20 you spend 50 it's obvious to spend 50 you spend 130 then you're you're not very interesting ben and you've got a couple of trash bikes you know what i mean like it's pretty (laughs) fucking obvious what's going on when you have that expensive a bike so Having that fifteen thousand uh, dollar, uh, like that, the, the competitive nature of that, and it's fun too, right? No one's being a dick about it. Everything's everybody's really cool about it. It's it's a it's a fun fun time. I lose you. No. Oh, okay. No, I, I mean, dude, 
it what's wild is those dudes show up and I have as much fun with them as I do with anybody else. Yeah. Like there's no like I, I can't I don't go to many bike shows. You know what I mean? Right. But our, our show, dude, there's no egos. No, no, it's a fun show, and that's the thing about these ride-in shows, show. these pop-up shows that are so popular now, is there's really no ego at any of them. It's not like the old Rats Hole show and shit where, you know, you had some dude in the corner that, you know, cashed out his 401k and spent three years building a bike and, and you know, to win that little Rats Hole trophy. It's not It's yeah. not like that. It's, it's like, look, we're going to come and hang out, and we're going to hang out around some really fucking rad motorcycles. Who do you have for sponsors this year yeah. and vendors? <laughs> Uh, the norm, you know what I mean? We got, uh, the huge, we got the huge. Yeah. Yeah. Clockworks, uh, so wiki legends, electric, uh, I'm trying to think I don't have the fucking list with me. You know what I mean? Um, Lexan. You're going to have mercenaries going to be there, right? Outcast mercenary will yeah, be there. Yeah. Mercenary. Dude, outcast, but outcast might not make it. They're moving. So they're, they they live uh, over here in PA. Yeah, and they're moving down uh, by Nashville. Really, rad! Another Tennessee transplant so, going down there to save that tax dude, money, buddy. Dude, he's been trying to do that since I met him. Okay. So probably like five five years ago. Right. He did. You know what I mean? That that's been in the works. So you did you you are you three years into your hardcore show in in Daytona or four years? I think four. Okay, so you've had four shows in Daytona, yep. and and then this will be your second year in Sturgis. Sturgis is a little bit different. Sturgis is a little bit different than Daytona, wouldn't you say? Even when the bikes are the same, the vibes different. Yeah, and the bikes are different too. Well, no, I didn't uh, mean. I didn't. Mean, okay, let me back up. I didn't mean that the bikes are the same. I mean like even if the same group of dudes comes to to the hardcore show in Daytona and they come to Sturgis, the vibe around them is a little different. It's yes. a different event yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Like it's, it's to me, it's the end of the year, right? For most people, Yep. most people, they're getting ready to send their kids back to school. You know, they've used their last yep. bit of vacation. They spent their last little bit of beer money. And so everybody's kind of like checking everybody out checking on everybody and make sure everybody's good because some people are going to hibernation. Stuff yeah. Like within that. fucking six weeks, four weeks, sometimes of, of Sturgis it's in the thirties. It's snowing places. Yeah. People are taking their bike apart for winter and people in Florida are starting to ride again. It's still hot as balls. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, dude, it gives the West coast people an opportunity to come out. It does. You know what I mean? And I think that's where the vibe is different. I, it's definitely, I think as yeah. soon as you cross those Rocky Mountains, dude, everything's a little more chill, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I, you know, you and you from Philly, me from Detroit, and the dudes that we know along the East Coast, guys like Callan, I feel like we're always so wound so damn tight that it's hard for us to fucking yeah. chill out. And then you get around dudes like Aaron Green from Paramount and Mondo from from Denver's and even Jeff Holt. Like, they got a little bit of a chill vibe to them that's different that I think <laughs> I think I wish I had. <laughs> dude, a, lot of, a lot of people from the West Coast ask why I'm angry. I'm like, dude, I'm not angry right now. <laughs> yeah, they want to know why you're yelling. When I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do yell a lot. But. Somebody said something to me about that the other day with John. I was like, no. I said, yeah, 
no, that you you'd know if he was angry. I think that was what it was. They were like, yeah. oh, he seemed like he was really pissed off, and I'm like, he wasn't pissed off. I said he was just busy. Yeah. I said if he's pissed, yeah. you'll know. There's gonna be some people flying around through the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my retard strength comes out. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, that's funny. So um, August eighth, it's gonna be you know the the typical. Thing I'll be there, of course, helping you out with uh, anything that needs to be done, MC and stuff like that. Um, so every year at the show, you usually have like a really killer prize. Last year, you gave me an XXR frame with a title. I, I yeah, I don't know what I'm doing this year. Oh, I got to figure, figure that out. Yeah, you better get it. Uh, you better get it figured out, buddy. We got about six weeks left. I know. I know. Tell me about it. Right. That's, you know what I mean? That's why I said it kind of snuck up on me. Right. I'm working on it. All right. So uh, the one, the other thing, what's uh, what's going on with? Uh, are you still doing? Um, what's the sale right now? I know that you you're pretty good about that. I'm I'm sure there's going to be something that's going to come up with Fourth uh, of July, right? You're going to have a Fourth of July sale. No, Father's Father's Day. Okay, so Father's you, Day. You are right. For Father's Day. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Father's Day probably going to be Dad 22. Okay. The code. Yeah, kick kick that off. I'll probably start that tomorrow. So you know, if they're buying it for somebody, they can get their shit before Father's Day. Okay. Uh, and then obviously the Fourth of July, I do uh, I do all right with that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And that code that codes that codes freedom. And I want everybody to know too that when they buy when they buy something from when they're buying something from Hardcore Cycles, they're buying that from John O'Brien. And Amy O'Brien and the three boys and and yeah. Nero and it's a family owned business and uh, you know I appreciate that people support you as much as they do. You're a good friend of mine and uh, yeah. you know I want to make sure that everybody understands that it's not you know even though your digital footprint you got your shit together you treat everybody with 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 the utmost amount of respect I, and customer service. I, I try. Yeah, it, you, is, it, it comes through. Things. Yeah, well, it comes you know, out. What's your what's your hardest thing? What's the hardest thing to do right now? What do you struggle with? And we'll we'll, we'll wrap this up. But as a business owner, what do you struggle with? Dude, right now, lead time on parts. So okay. What I'm, doing, what I'm doing what I'm doing now is I'm like like I'll go on and I'll order twenty Bassani exhausts, hoping you know what I mean to get fifteen. Okay. In the next batch. Well, I didn't. Then, I didn't necessarily mean like like. What are you having a hard time with in business? I'm saying as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, is it the work life balance? Is it the family work balance? Is it the oh yeah, not yeah, enough hours, hours in a day? I mean, so yeah. you know, what do you what do you struggle yeah. with? Like, there's a lot of people that listen wow, to this wow. podcast that are in this business with us, and it, and it, yep. sometimes it's good for them to hear that a guy like you that's doing very well. Uh, yeah. You know, has the same struggles with them. What, what is your what is your what is your Achilles heel in business? Yeah, I, I need I need more hours in the day. Okay. You know what I mean? Especially like this time of year. This, you, know, this, you know what I mean? My boys are two, four, and six. <laughs> so you got pre-K graduation. You got uh, fuck. You know your poor wife. You know what I mean? I'm like. Your wife has four four animals she has to take care of, including you and and your goddamn dog. What's that? Biggie Smalls, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We we had to get him fixed. Uh Uh-oh. Did I tell you that? No, did Amy finally put the fucking kibosh to that? Dude, he was trying to bang her like every night. (laughs) 
so he's, he's, so, he's so big. You know what I mean? Like she's like 120 pounds. He's 150. You know what I mean? Oh my god, dude! I go to bed early. You're a savage. Your poor wife. You know what I mean? Poor, oh the poor dog. You know. He'll be all right without his testicles. But he, he, Amy's, you're probably going to come home one day, and she's going to have she's going to have that dog strung up in the garage. Oh. Dude, he's dude, he's a counter surfer too because he's so big. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can just imagine. She's such a sweetheart. You know? Your yeah. poor wife. So, dude, you know, you know what's funny? We, uh, uh, a friend of mine took him when we because we when we go to bike week, it's like two weeks, right? Two and a half, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, what are we gonna do with the dog? My my friend took him, and he, dude, he's got like, it was outside of the city, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's I want to say it's a farm, but it's like a couple acres, and they got goats, <laughs> and yeah, the barn's like his bike area, you know what I mean? Yeah, your dog's eating dog. his animals and shit. Dude, fuck. The, uh, the, the, the cat was gone. You know what I mean? The cat didn't come back until Biggie was back home for like two weeks. Oh, my God, uh, the dude. Goats, dude, the goats, the goats are still terrified. Uh, and, like, she would make the kids lunch and leave it, leave, it, leave it on the counter and Biggie would take it. The dog's Debo and their kids' shit. That's awesome. Dude, so... I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe after the third night, you would learn. <laughs> Not to leave shit out on the counter. Oh, that is great. That is great. Well, yeah. listen, well, listen, buddy, I appreciate it. We're, uh, we're, yeah. we're I'm Absolutely. really looking forward to the hardcore show. Uh, I'm, yeah. I don't feel so bad that I don't have my shit together and don't know exactly where I'm staying yet. No. So uh, maybe maybe when this uh, when this podcast is over, you and I need to have another call and see if we can find a fucking house to rent or something. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. we'll both have to be sleeping in tents or under lean tos. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if I could do the tent thing. No, I know that was the thing we were talking about today with me and Cody. Cody's like, ah, I'm a little more prima donna than that. I'm like, I am too. Yeah. So no way. All right, man. Well, listen, go check uh, out Hardcore Cycles on Instagram. Make sure you guys are watching yep. for their sales. John always has good sales around holidays. The code you said is going to be DAD2022? All right, man. I Dad really appreciate it, man. I'm, yep. I'm glad that you took some time to, to, to fucking hang out with me today, and uh, I look forward to seeing you very soon in Sturgis, buddy. Take care. All right. You take care. Good Bye. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.